Hello, everybody. Welcome to Learn to Pray. I'm your host, Pastor Teacher Taryn Gaddis. Today's prayer focus is centered around the word patience. Psalms 37, verses 7, 8, and 9. The ESV translation of God's word says this Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the ones who prosper in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil. For evildoers shall be cut off but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. In Psychology Today, an article dated May 1st, 2020, there's an article entitled The Lost Virtue of Patience. How patience is being eroded and why it still matters. It says, an old man shared his deepest regret. His deepest regret was, I wish, he said, that I had understood the unfolding of time. Patience or forbearance comes from the Latin word patia, patience, endurance, submission, Unlike passivity, and the word passion means to suffer. It can be defined as a quality of endurance or level-headedness in the face of adversity. It can be defined as the quality of endurance or level-headedness in the face of adversity. From simple, a simple delay or irritation to a tragic misfortune or terrible pain. Being both useful and difficult, patience is often thought of as a virtue but it can also be understood as a complex of virtues, including self-control, humility, tolerance, generosity, and mercy. And it is an important aspect of other virtues, such as hope and faith and love. Patience, ladies and gentlemen, therefore, is a paradigm for the ancient notion of the unity of virtues. The book of Proverbs speaks highly, uh, very highly of being patient. The book of Proverbs, we find these words, he that's slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit is better than taking a city. And these words are echoed in the book of Ecclesiastes, which teaches that patience in spirit is better than the proud of spirit. Be not hasty in thy spirit, 
to be anger, angry for anger rested in the bosom of, of a fool. The opposite of patience is, of course, impatience, which can be defined as the inability or willingness to endure perceived imperfection. Impatience is a rejection of the present moment on the grounds that it mars or and or ought to be replaced by some more idea image of the future. It is rejection of the way things are and the rejection of reality. Whereas patience recognizes that life is a struggle for each and every one of us. Impatience takes offense at people for being the way that they are, betraying at a kind of disregard even contempt for human nature is simply the way it is. And we must remember that all of us struggle, each and every one of us struggle. And we need to be patient with one another. We've forgotten how to be patient, haven't we? Today more than ever, patience is, has been forgotten. Our individualistic and materialistic society values ambition and action or at least activity above all else. Whereas patience involves a withdrawal and a withholding of the self. And things are only getting worse. In a study of a million internet users, researchers found that within just 10 seconds within just 10 seconds. About half of the users have given up on videos that had not yet started to play. 10 seconds. Well, in Psalms 37, it is a Psalm that is written by David in his old age. He addresses the problem that plagues the people of God since the beginning of time, and that is to be patient, to wait on God. Whether we admit it or not, we struggle with being patient. Since we're told not to worry when the wicked prosper, but be patient, how are we supposed to deal with this problem? Well, in these verses, verses three through eight, the psalmist offers us an alternative to worrying about what's going on with the wicked and the wicked prospering, and that is we need to learn how to be patient. There are some simple steps offered in this Psalms 37 that will enable us to find peace and patience, even during the most trying times in our lives. David writes, if you and I are going to uh, learn how to be patient we must first control our walk in verse 3 Paul, Paul uh, David writes trust in the Lord and do good dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness the whole point here in verse 3 is this 
If you will walk with your faith in God and will live your life to please him, he commits himself to take care of you. So you can be patient knowing that God has promised that he'll take care of you. In order to be patient, we must control our walk. Number two, in order to be patient, we must condition our will. Verse four said, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. I love that. This word means to take exquisite delight in the Lord. Don't you like that? When when life get when life gets bad, we tend to focus on the problem that arises around us. When when this happens, we become defeated and depressed and fall into sadness. However, at all times of life, we are challenged to let the Lord be the focus of our attention. If we'll just keep our focus on him, if we keep our faith in him, if we'll keep walking with him, God will open the windows of heaven and give us every desire of our hearts. In order to be patient, we must control our walk. In order to be patient, we must condition our will. In order to be patient, we must commit our way. Verses five five and six says, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. The, The command commit your way unto the Lord this word means to to roll onto. The idea here is that we are to roll the burdens of our life over onto the Lord. We can be patient knowing that we can take our burdens and roll them when they're too heavy to give him, when it's too heavy to carry it to him. We can roll them over to God. And the Lord has has not asked his children to carry burdens, the burdens of life alone. He says, you can roll them on to me. Commit your ways to the Lord. And he tells us that bringing them to him, that we don't have to bear the heavy burdens of life all by ourselves. We have a God. We have a Father who cares and commands us to bring our burdens to him. In order to be patient, we must control our walk. In order to be patient, we must uh, condition our will. In order to be patient, we must commit our way. In order to be patient, we must consecrate our weight. Verse seven says, be still. Be, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the ones who prosper in his way over the man who carries out evil devices. We're told in in verse seven, we're told in this verse to be still before the Lord, to wait patiently for him. Uh, King James says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. That word rest means to be silent. It's almost as if you hear David telling, telling us to shh, You don't have to fear. You don't have to fret. He tells us, fret not. 
That word means to blaze or to get hot. It, it carries the idea of getting yourself all worked up in a rage over the conditions of the world, over the valleys that we have to walk through, over the situation that we have to deal with. Our duty is not to worry about the things that's going on. Our duty is to be patient and silent, waiting on the Lord to work out his purpose for our lives. Can you imagine? what our lives would be if we learned how to be patient, how we learn how to learn how to be silent. Stop complaining, stop griping, stop whining, and just be silent, trusting that God is working on our behalf so that he, so that he can work out his purpose in our lives. In order to be patient, we must control our walk. We must condition our will. We must condition, uh, commit our way. We must consecrate our weight. And then we must conquer our raft. Verse 8 and 9. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. For the evildoers shall be cut off. But those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. Hallelujah. We, we, we are commanded, ladies and gentlemen, here to refrain from anger. Another translation says we, we are to give up, don't give in to anger. Another translation says we ought to let go of anger. Another translation says we ought to calm our anger. Another translation says we ought to cease from anger. Another translation says we ought to stop being angry. It's easy, isn't it, to become bitter when we when God doesn't move when we want Him to move, how He wants us, how we want Him to move, and give us what we want Him to do. It's real easy. It's real easy to look out the window and see wicked, the wicked living their lives at ease, and and while we are walking through the deep dark valleys, that that there's a tendency to become angry with the Lord. However, we must be careful. We must be careful, ladies and gentlemen, that we do not abandon righteousness for evil in the day of our affliction. Even though it may look like that those who live down the street and those who live next door and those who seek to do ungodly, it may look like they're winning. It may look like they're coming up. It may look like they got it all together. But we must never abandon righteousness. Be patient and wait on God. God will. God's will for us is that we stay the course. Be patient. I don't know who needs to hear that today, but you need to be patient because there will be an end to our struggle down the line. But for the moment, we are to abide in the will of the Lord faithfully and allow him to have his will in us. I doubt any of us will ever suffer like Paul did for the glory of God. And yet, when he reached the end of his life, he was able to say he had fought a good fight. He had finished the course. He has kept the faith. And I want to be able to say the same thing. How about you? 
If you want to be able to say it, we and I want to be able to say it, we must learn not to be angry with the Lord, but be patient. When we cannot trace God's hand, we've got to learn how to trust God's heart and be patient. Learn that righteousness does pay off in the end. If you just consider the next three verses, 19 and 11, it says this and we're going to pray. For evildoers shall be cut off. You see, if you just wait, evildoers shall be cut off. But those who wait on the Lord will inherit the land in just a little while. The wicked will be no more. Though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in obedient, uh, abundant peace. In other words, brothers and sisters, God is working in you to develop his image more perfectly. And while God is working on you, allow him to take full reign. Sometimes this requires him to put pressure on our lives. But when God puts pressure on your life, he's only trying to get out of you what he put in you. So never give up. Rather than giving in to him and waiting patiently, we try to fight him. But trust God. Be still and know that he's working. And let me quickly say, I know this all sounds difficult. It, it sounds like we are just to lay back and allow ourselves to take, uh, allow our lives to take us where it wants to, where it wills. However, the truth is, is that the command in these verses are called action. In telling us to be patient, he's telling us to trust. He's telling us to delight. He's telling us to commit. He's telling us to rest. And he's telling us to cease. In two words, he's saying, be patient. God is calling us to take control of ourselves as we yield to him and be patient. He's calling us to be involved in the process. But our involvement is not to take the wheel. God knows what he's doing. But we are to be actively being patient. You see, we may not can control what happens in our lives, but we can control how we respond to what happens. Each of us is the master of what we do in these areas of our lives. So let's determine in this new year of 2023 that we will seek the Lord, the Lord's way, through the valley of the shadow of death, through sickness and pain, through sunshine and rain, and be patient. Watch what God will do, what he shall do, and what he's doing in, through, and for us. Let's pray. Loving Lord, forgive me for the times that I have allowed 
the wicked ways of the ungodly to disturb, to disturb my rest in you. Keep me from ancient thoughts and I, that I may learn to be still in your presence and to rest in your love and to wait patiently for you to act knowing that you work all things together for my benefit and for your glory. Father, I know that you have told me again and again that I must not fret, but I must be still. I must be still before you and wait patiently. Help me to understand, Father, that waiting patiently on you is not inactivity. But Father, help me to understand that you are you have made a call to action for everyone who is committed to you. To trust, delight, commit, rest, and cease. Thank you for calling us to take control of ourselves as we yield to you, trusting that all things work together for the good of them who love God and who are called according to his purpose. Bless my faith so that it would be strong and endure my waiting. Bless my life, not with things, but with godly character so that my life can be a light to others. In Jesus' name, amen.